0: Hi, everyone. I'm Laurel Simmons, and welcome to another episode of the Right Club podcast. I'm joined today by our wonderful operations manager, Catherine nelson Riley, And Catherine, today our guest is Dave Dubow, who's been on this podcast before and who has been a guest at our events here in Ontario. He's a real estate entrepreneur, podcaster, bestselling author, and private capital specialist. He's based in Kamloops, B.C., And you know what? He is so full of information. This is a two part interview and you really have to listen to both parts because Catherine, you'd put yourself out there and ask some really great questions. So just
1: give us a really short summary about what we talked about in part one. Basically what Dave was doing, it was awesome for those that are literally just getting into and learning how to establish their street credibility and how to get into the business of real estate investing. In part 1 he's talking about how to figure out what you want, who you want to be doing business with, where you want to be doing and what type of strategy that you're interested in. And then moving into the second part because there was so much information, he was literally talking about how to establish uh, establish the groundwork, you know, how to how to do the actual position yourself in real estate investing without scaring people away, you know, and especially those that have no idea about real estate, the business of real estate investing. It was really informative.
0: Yeah. So, Catherine, I think we should go right to the episode. What do you think? Part one. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely.
2: Welcome to the Right Club Podcast, where the focus is on helping you, the real estate investor, advance to the next level. And now let's join this week's hosts and share ways for you to customize your life.
0: Hi, Dave, and welcome to the Right Club Podcast. It's great to see you here. It's been a while, and uh, Catherine and I were just talking about the... It's time we get Dave back on here and talk about raising capital and what it's like to start and from the beginning and all those crazy things.
2: Well, Laurel, thank you so much for having me. Catherine, thanks for reaching out and making this happen. It's always a pleasure to connect with you guys, The Right Club, your podcast. Many fond memories of traipsing out to Ontario from BC and speaking to your group. And just, I've got so much admiration for what you guys have done over the years and just your stick with itness over COVID and everything like that. It's hats off to you. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: Well, thank thank you. So, Catherine, we're going to let you kick this off (laughs) because Catherine is the typical, I guess, beginner in raising capital for real estate investing. So, Catherine, over to you.
1: Well, Dave, I'm really glad that you're here because I have been following you on listening to your podcast and following you on your social media and so on and so forth. But one of the things That you are so, well, it's basically how to raise capital without rejection, which is huge. And as Laurel mentioned, I am a new investor, but not only that, I'm getting started at an older age. I'm going to be 65 next in a couple of weeks.
2: Well, nobody could, nobody be able to tell that from looking at you there, Catherine. (laughs) And age is just a number. In fact, hey, I'm thrilled to hear that because so many people use that as an excuse, right? I'm too young. I'm too old, you know, That whatever crutch they, they pick to avoid actually taking action and doing stuff. So I'm so thrilled that you are, you know, you're inspired and you're doing stuff. I Hanging around with these right club guys long enough, that'll do it to a person. Exactly right. You
1: see, you see exactly, you know, people are doing it and then the questions are, but how are they doing it? And of yeah. course, there's so many resources that are within the right club. Well, our, on our website, we have literally thousands of hours, but some of it, it's, we still need to know. And I mean, realistically, I mean, when you say how to raise, you have an entire program on how to raise your first million, but I'm not even there yet. I'm so new that it's hard for me to even envision a million. So, yeah, well,
2: do you, But you don't have to. How,
1: how do I even get to my first hundred thousand?
2: thousand? First, Yeah. Good question, Catherine. Five hundred. That's the goal, right? So first of all, have you done a deal yet?
1: Yes, I have.
2: Three. Perfect. You've done three. Yes. Okay. Then you are now, I now officially anoint you ready to start working with other people and their money. Because here's the reality, Catherine, because you're so immersed in the right club and because you've been doing these podcast interviews for so long, you're so accustomed to seeing people that have done dozens, if not hundreds hundreds of deals, that starts to seem like it's normal to you, which is good and it's bad. It's good because you can see what's possible. It's bad because you might be thinking, well, how can I, how can little old me be worthy of raising capital from somebody when all these other people are rocking and rolling and they're so much more advanced than I am? Has that ever kind of snuck into your consciousness?
1: Oh, absolutely. And it's a matter of also establishing my street cred. Yeah. I, I've been able to raise the funds that I have because somebody has been literally helping me and garnering, basically recommended me to their already established group of investors yeah. that they'd had for a number of years. So they've just kind of done that introduction. But now I've reached the point to where I, I feel like a little baby bird that's ready to leave the nest.
2: Ready to get <laughs> punted on the nest and find your tidy wings and fly off. Yeah, no, that makes sense. So So first of all, here's the thing. Statistically speaking, you're ahead of 95% of the non-real estate investor population, right? So according to the statistics I've heard, 95% of everyday Canadians have never purchased a single investment property. Wow. Doesn't mean their own home. That doesn't count as an investment property. I'm talking about Mm -hmm. an investment property. So again, you're hanging around with the rock and rollers, but most of your connections outside of the right club don't have the faintest clue about real estate investing or how to do it, but they probably like the idea of it, especially if they've watched the news at all over the last several years, and they've seen what's happened with real estate prices pretty much across the board, but they don't have the time, the interest, the inclination to go through the learning curve that you've already gone through and to actually take the action. So You need to keep that in mind when it comes to raising capital. Right now, you've been playing in a pool of people that are very familiar with real estate. I'm going to suggest maybe we start looking outside of that a little bit and bringing some of your non-real estate friends, family members, associates, etc. into the fold. Does that make sense, Catherine?
1: It does, but I'll also say to you that when I have actually broached a subject lightly, you know, that I have been met with great resistance.
2: I can believe it. So it's all about how do we broach that subject, right? So my whole philosophy coming from a marketing background is I would really prefer to create curiosity and to get people to come to me asking about my deals instead of me trying to push my deal onto them. Does that make sense?
1: Absolutely.
2: So that's the whole goal of everything that we do this whole money partner formula thing that I've created over the years is to create a target group of potential or prospective investors, laser focus on them and create curiosity. Get them to come to you, calling you, text messaging you, emailing you, booking a call on your Calendly, whatever that looks like. And ideally coming to you already a little bit pre-educated about what it is that you're up to with real estate investing, pre-motivated, pre-qualified a little bit, and even predisposed to invest with you. So by the time you jump on a call or you have a meeting or a presentation with these people, they're pretty much there already. They just want some details around that. Does that make sense, Catherine? Instead of us, because I've tried it the way you tried it as well and hit massive you know resistance there. So back in the day, I desperately needed to raise some money for a deal. I tried doing what all the gurus told me. Hey, just grind it out, you know. Go and tell everybody you know about your deal. Cold call people, network schmooze, turn every conversation into a real estate conversation. So I was probably even a lot more aggressive and definitely much more abrasive than New Catherine. And, and all that did was basically get me a massive amount of rejection very quickly, Helped me to raise zero capital, lose out on that deal. But worse than that, this is a cautionary tale, it actually turned off a lot of really good prospective investors because I just charged out like the bull in the China shop saying, hey, it's has got the deals, who's got the dough kind of thing, right? So there's a much better way to do it, Catherine, that I think will align much better with you.
0: Okay. You know and, what, as and- you're saying, can I jump in there? As you're saying that, it reminds me of you know the a lot of people who get into MLM and MLM in and of itself is a good model and a lot of people can make money on it. I, I would say out, very
2: few people can make okay, money on it. You're
0: right. Very few people. You're absolutely right. But yeah. what they do is when they get in, they all it's like they go out and they just bombard people with all this information. And it's like farming, right? You can throw as much seed on there. And if the ground is hard, and I'm really mixing my metaphors here. Uh, all correctly. biblical here. As well. <laughs> if the ground is hard and you know, nothing gets in there and grows, then it's a waste of time.
2: Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So it's a matter of, you know, so, so the way that I recommend that people do this, and it's worked really well for me, It's but more importantly, it's worked really well for literally hundreds of people since then. We were talking about a few folks before we, we pressed record here to get the information out there in a strategic manner, right? It's all about how we even start that conversation. So instead, a big mistake I see a lot of people making, myself included back in the day, was, you know, I went after a target group of people. That was smart, but the way I did it was dumb. So what you want to do is you kind of want to break the ice first before we even broach the topic of real estate, right? So what I always show people is, hey, let's warm them up first. You can do this with a few emails. Let's get reconnected. Let's get the conversation going outside of real estate investing. And then let's tell people, let's give people a heads up that, hey, we're going to do a better job of staying in touch and letting you know what we're up to with real estate investing. And if you'd like to find out more, great. If you're really not interested, just click unsubscribe and it's that simple. And when you do it that way, when you set yourself up that way, it just, it's a much easier way to get the conversation going. Does that make sense? So, for your, in your case, Catherine, here's what I would do, right? You're looking to get started with raising cap. So, the first order of business is let's create a target group of potential investors. And what I recommend is that you really focus on your existing friends, family members, past coworkers, associates, people that you know and who know you, right? Because at the end of the day, for somebody to invest, like how much, give me an idea there, Catherine, how much do you need for the typical kind of deal that you're looking to do?
1: I'd say anywhere from maybe 300 to 800,000. Because I'm doing little things right now.
2: But what do you? So again, if <laughs> that's little things in Ontario, that's big things in Saskatchewan. That's huge things in many parts of the United States. So what is what does that look like? Is that a burr of a single-family home, a duplex conversion? What What are you doing typically?
1: What I had invested in pre- in currently my first three they were for pre condos, pre builds. But because there isn't any cash flow that's coming back into me for that, then I very quickly I have realized. That I need to get into some different strategies because I do need to have that cash flow that is coming back on a regular basis to me. And check out their website, butlermortgages.com or by email, daniel.patton at butlermortgages.com or michael.zanzini at butlermortgages.com. And let's go to the lightning round.
2: What are you going to do next?
1: That's what I'm researching. I'm looking at some possible multifamilies. Perhaps it might be a commercial to residential. I literally am starting to research. So that's one of the reasons I was very excited. To be able to be having a conversation, you know, with you today. Because I'm quite sure I'm not the only person in this particular situation.
2: Yeah, so fair enough. So you're switching gears. You're moving from one asset class to a completely different one. You've got zero experience with the new one that you want to get into. Obviously, right? It's something that's brand new. So I'm just going to give you a little bit of a dose of loving, harsh reality. And the reality is, Catherine... It's gonna to be tough for you to raise capital for something that you don't have a track record in yet, okay? So here's my recommendation for you and everybody else in a similar situation is to get involved in the kind of deal that you want to start doing. so first of all, you have to figure out what that is. You have to get very specific. what kind of properties do I want to invest in, what location? What size, like laser focus in on that. What makes the most sense for Catherine at this stage, right? And then find somebody who's actively doing what you want to do. Now, you're well-connected to figure that out. I mean, there's a gazillion members of the right club. So pretty much you name whatever you want to be doing. Somebody's already doing that successfully. And then here's the deal. Here's the trick. Figure out a way to get involved with that person in one of their deals where you bring value in exchange for even a teensy weensy little slice of equity in that deal. The usual way that happens is by bringing some money to the table. So you come on board as an investor in one of their deals, but you, I would recommend that you say, Hey, you know what? I don't want to be just a passive investor. I want to invest my money with you. And yes, I want a piece of the equity, but I'd also like to pay to play. I'd like to learn as we go along. So I'd like to be able to, you know, roll up my sleeves and get really involved in this deal and understand how it works. So I'm willing to add extra value, work on top of the money that I put in to get that experience. Does that make sense? And for the folks that don't have any capital put into a deal, then you have to get a little bit more creative. What can you bring to the table for that active real estate investor that brings massive value to them in exchange for a little slice of equity in the deal? So you're going to to work for your equity. You're going to put in sweat equity into that deal. Whatever value you can bring to the table, and Catherine, I know you can bring a lot of value because number one, you're very well connected. Number two, you've got some great skill sets that most people don't have. So if you go into it from that standpoint, then get involved in one or two little deals or big deals or whatever they are that way. And then you can use that project or that property as a case study. And once you've got that little bit of experience going on there, now you can start raising capital for that deal. Because otherwise, if you're just going in cold, trying to raise capital from people into something that you've got zero track record with, is it impossible? No. Is it difficult? Yes. Is it unlikely? Yes. So, you know, set yourself up for success instead. That was a very long answer, I think, for... might not have been what you wanted to hear either.
1: No, it was awesome. That was exactly what I wanted to hear because it is very challenging. And, yeah. yet, and there are so many different opportunities and so many different strategies that are available.
2: Well, focus, focus, focus. I know that's part of the challenge, right? Because again, you're part of the right club. There are people doing everything imaginable under the sun with real estate. You got people doing fix and flips. You got wholesalers. You got people doing pre-construction condos. That's what you got some experience in. You got lots of people doing multifamily. You got people doing burrs. You got people investing outside of the country. You've got people doing strip malls and self-storage facilities and mobile home parks. And my God, you name it, it's happening. So where do you go? So that's where you have to kind of sit back and say, hey, okay, based on who I am and where I am in my life right now, what are the priorities? What are the goals? And if cash flow is the goal, which it kind of sounds like it is, would that be fair? Okay. So then what is the best way to create that kind of cash flow? What are the strategies that are really cash flow intensive? Because there's give and take with everything, right? So So in certain ways, if you're getting into a certain asset class, you might be getting cash flow from that, but you might be giving up a little bit of market appreciation, for example. You might be giving up some of the other profit centers in real estate. So you have to kind of judge that for yourself. Is multifamily the way to go? Maybe, right? Who knows? However, it tends to be one of those things, especially if you're doing that in Ontario, where you need a heck of a lot of doors, quote unquote, rental units to make any kind of significant cash flow and again if you're i mean especially in bigger apartment building syndications even if you're part of the general partner team there chances are you're going to be splitting a very small piece of the pie on that entire deal so maybe it's a 150 unit apartment building but the general the investors are getting 70 or 80% of the equity cuz they're putting all the money in place the partners getting to divide up 20 or 30% amongst them, depending on what they bring to the table, plus you've got financing, you've got interest rates, you've got all of these things that are eating away at your cash flow. So you have to kind of look at, is that the best bang for your buck or is there, are there different strategies that will create more cash flow faster?
0: And I would also suggest that it's not just the strategy, it's where, the location, correct? Cause I mean, we all know that you can say, okay, well, what's the real estate market like in Canada? Well, that's a, that's an impossible question to answer because there is no real estate market in Canada. There's no Ontario real estate market. There's no British Columbia real estate market. There are I'm not even regional markets. There's small neighborhood markets.
2: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. But even within those, like for example, big broad strokes, a, if you're looking to invest in the GTA, cash flow is difficult, right? That's just a reality. And the other reality is last time I heard 80% of the multifamily properties in Canada are in the you know Montreal to Windsor corridor there. So out of the entire country, that's where 80% of the multifamily properties are located. So are there great opportunities in the Maritimes? Yes. Are there are good opportunities in Alberta, yes. But again, Yeah, you got to decide what you're doing. So it's also looking at different strategies. So, you know, the short term rentals, that's a, that can be a very good one for creating cash flow. And you can get into that with smaller properties, right? So that's something you look at. You've got lots, you've got some people in the right club that are very good at rent to own. That's another strategy that tends to be pretty good for cash flow. You've got other people doing medium term furnished rentals. So that's another one that's that that can be very good for cash flow. Again, like Laurel, Laurel said, depending on where they're located, right? But the, you got to kind of take a look around and see where do you get the biggest bang for your buck?
1: One of the things that's kind of cool too we, we, is that the change with the bill 23 that's just come in. So now with the properties, mm-hmm. you know, you're in Ontario anyway, that all of a sudden you're allowed to have additional dwelling units. You're yes. allowed to have, you know, multi multi families on site and being able to densify some of the the areas, which is kind of cool. But one of the questions I, I that's come to mind is that as I'm going out to market myself, how what is the best way? What do I need to do to prepare myself in order to be to present a a professional. Professional. How do I approach them? What is it that I need to do not only for myself personally for presentation, but what do I need to prepare as far as to present a deal? You know, to be able to say this is something I'm looking at. Well, thank you so very much for joining us today on the Right Club podcast.
2: My pleasure. I um, very
1: much appreciate your time. And one of the, I think one of your most popular topics are be seen to get the grade. Oh, You got to that- get out there, right? You can't hide. <laughs> If you want people to know about you, you cannot hide.
2: Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. So that's what I talk about a lot these days On when I'm being interviewed on different podcasts. We didn't quite have time to touch on that, but that's okay. But yeah, so that's one of the things I like to talk about.
1: Well, we'll definitely have you back in order to continue the conversation for sure. Because I, I know that there's actually a lot of topics we could continue the conversation. But in the meantime, where can I our listeners reach you?
2: Yeah. So probably the simplest thing is to go to my website, which is moneypartnerformula.com, moneypartnerformula.com. I don't quite have as many resources as you guys have up there, but I got a few, especially if people are interested in raising capital. If they're just getting started and looking to crack the code on that, we can help them out with that.
0: Super duper. Well, thanks, Dave. As always, it's a great pleasure to talk to you. We really appreciate your knowledge and expertise and your willingness to share. It's wonderful. Thanks. Thank you. Well, Catherine, Dave's so full of information, experience. He really knows what he's talking about. I really hope that people listen to part two of this conversation because that's where we get into the stickier details about, you know, how do you approach people? Because it's really hard when you're starting out as a real estate investor, how you manage it. We've got some great tips. So before we get to the end here, what do we say? What do we ask people to do?
1: Well, we asked them to give us a little bit of of pod love by liking our podcast and uh, also to come join us in customizing your life. Come on over to our website at therightclub.com, where we have literally thousands of hours of resources for those that are in the business of real estate investing. And with that, thank you for joining us.